Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hello, hello. I see there's quite a few people in the audience today. Thanks for joining our show. It's so good when we have a big audience to start. And hello from all around the world. Welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest fully immersed himself into NFTs and shows how you can intersect your previous endeavors with this new world that's developing in the metaverse. Working in art direction and design with the likes of Marvel, Comedy Central, and Warner Brothers, he used his already flourishing craft and immediately found ways to bring value into the growing NFT space through comic design and illustration. Now working with the Board Ape Yacht Club and Gutter Cat Gang communities, he is at the forefront of creating storylines and developing comics for both blue chip projects with his company Myth Division. Self-actualizing ape, thanks for joining the show. Thanks so much for having me, man. Sorry, I had my uh, my mic off. No, no worries. It's so good for you to be able to jump on here. I'm excited to talk to you more about your journey in the space and just to kind of learn more about what you've got going on with these projects. But to start, I always ask the uh, my guests the same question to start the show, and that's just what's your what's been your journey into the space? Kind of give us a background if you were an investor or if NFTs was brought you in. How did you get involved in in the world of crypto and NFTs and um, kind of just bring us to uh where you are today from the very beginning yeah for sure so um and do, i just want to clarify one thing just so no one thinks uh thinks i'm misrepresenting myself i've never worked for marvel but uh, all the artists not all of them but about 90 percent of the artists that i work with in our studio i run a, a comic book imprint um have gone on to work for marvel so um, i also have an art director who's done a lot of work for marvel and D. DC. So just to clarify, it's not me, but it's my team. Love so, that. Um, Thanks for doing that. that <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but besides that, yeah, crypto is, has been something that I've been following for for, for me uh, a long time since probably like, I know it's not a long time for everyone, but uh, 2008, 2009 was when I first kind of heard about Bitcoin. Um, it had been 2009, I guess. Um, and that's when I was just kind of like, huh, that's, that's an interesting concept. And I had heard in like maybe 2010 or 11 about mining. And I was just like, huh, okay, that's the second time I've heard about it. That's interesting. And then uh, it wasn't until like maybe I, I had thought about maybe trying to mine. And this was like around that time. I had no job. I was just like bartending and waiting tables. And then at that point, I was in between jobs. I quit my uh, serving job at the time because I just had had it doing the job. Uh, I had one of those like kind of mental breakdowns where I was just like, man, where am I going with my life? Mm -hmm. And uh, crypto is one of those things that just kind of popped up. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's something that has potential, but I don't know enough about it. And then life caught up with me. So I, I carried on and I really invested in around 2016. It was the first time where I actually put money in hoping like, okay, cool, I'm going to bet on this. And uh, that's when I just kind of started dabbling over time. I wasn't really day trading or anything. I saw it as like a long-term play. 
Um, but it was something that uh, always interested me. And then, of course, I went on with my career in writing and producing. And so simultaneously, I was just kind of talking to certain people about crypto. And then eventually I jumped on Clubhouse, uh, which was like February of earlier this year. And that's when I found out about uh, NFTs. So I was able to get enough Bitcoin that, you know, my wife and I were able to put a down payment on our house after the big, like, sec the second boom that mm -hmm. uh, Bitcoin had. So that kind of really opened my eyes to, like, maybe I should be putting more money into crypto um, because it's, it's like the only thing that's really paying off right now in terms of investment. So that's when I started taking sort of a more serious like approach to like a strategy for, for NFTs and crypto um, was after that. So not NFTs, but crypto. So then I started really looking at Bitcoin. I kind of understood it as like a store of value versus the utility, uh, which which ETH has. Right. So when NFTs came along and I understood that it was all in the Ethereum blockchain, that's when I was like, oh, fuck, OK there's something to this. So that's when I started really kind of taking all the entertainment stuff that I had, you know, I had my own kind of creative journey there. That, that was really definitely really not easy, but it was fun. My highs were really high. My lows were really low. So it was one of those things where I wanted to create kind of the, the environment for me to be able to thrive as opposed to constantly being, you know, in survival mode. Right. So after, after Bitcoin was when I was like, okay, cool. And then that's when I got on Clubhouse and uh, was introduced to NFTs. And I was literally on there just listening to everybody talk about NFTs. But these were the people. This was pre-Beeple. So, like, before the, like, $70 million sale or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, which not whatever. That's huge. You know, it was, it was an iconic moment for everybody. But, um, but it was before that. So, I kind of had an opportunity to really get one-on-one -on -one time with people. Like, I talked to um, people like Whale Shark and, like, there were a lot of people that were just more accessible back then. And so I was able to pick a lot more brains. And then that's when I decided to kind of take all the resources that we had going into comics and film and all that stuff that we have in development now and uh, just kind of redirect it towards NFTs. That's awesome. And I think so if I understand right, the your original kind of dabbling in crypto was more just because you always uh, understood like you needed the the technology behind Bitcoin, you kind of understood about the store of value, you, you mainly were in just Bitcoin at the beginning. And then um, after you started to uh, learn more about Ethereum and um, the smart contracts and what it allows for NFTs, you started to kind of shift your thinking. That's when you got into learning about NFTs and really this new chapter of your life. So it kind of went from just uh, not really doing a lot of work in the space or researching, kind of letting your money sit and then uh, and then like almost going going down that rabbit hole uh, earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, to, to, it was probably a little bit more geared towards the creative side, really. That's really what motivated me the most. Um, but from like a strictly learning standpoint, that was like my my approach to it, to really understanding like, does it make sense first first of all, um, and then from there, what makes sense for like what I'm trying to build with with mm -hmm. entertainment, right? How I'm trying to like, because because I had a pretty I'm very lucky in the opportunities that I've had. Um, I mean, I don't really believe in luck, but I do think I've been sort of fortunate, like just even being able to like fucking meet Stan Lee and like shoot a video for him and like all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's like those moments where what I was doing was validated on the creative side. 
because um, for anyone who's an artist, they probably know it's really fucking hard to try yeah. to actually carve out a, a, a consistent living doing your art. So that's really what drove me like full in on NFTs because I kind of realized, okay, um, this is something that I've always sort of wanted. I created like I'm very much into sci-fi and shit, sci-fi fantasy. Um, you know, that that's sort of what I grew up with. So I'm definitely a geek. So I've always kind of envisioned, had my own sort of visions of what I think the future should be like or could be like if everybody got their shit together mm. and like start, started working together instead of, you know, fractionalizing everything. So I kind of just wanted to use this opportunity because there's such a huge opportunity right now to really redefine the future and just kind of make cool shit that entertains people and then utilize a lot of those resources to try and figure out like how to really change shit. So, but that's, that's probably really macro for your yeah, question. No, I, I know. I appreciate <laughs> it. That's kind of what I'm uh, looking for though, is because I always think it's really interesting talking to people in the NFT space um, because everyone's so different, right? There's some OG crypto investors. And I kind of like hearing that backstory of like, uh, when I hear someone was in the space before 2020 or 2019, before um, NFTs really kind of took the stage, I like to kind of learn more about what drew you into crypto to begin with and what made you feel like that was going to, what, what made you think Bitcoin was uh, like a time-worthy investment? Obviously, it, it like you said, it paid out, but was yeah. it was it more of just a uh, bet, like a blind a blind bet uh, just on no, the space? No, not at all. Okay, yeah, so tell me, tell me what got yeah. you passed about bitcoin well and that kind of probably ties into like my big why of why i'm doing all this shit it's because i like i see the writing on the wall for fiat i see the writing mm -hmm. on the wall for the central banking system i see the writing on the wall for all that shit so i'm just like how am i going to thrive how am my boys going to thrive yeah when i'm gone Okay. So that's what that's, I was looking for. That's, that's, that's what I love because that's, I mean, if for people that are, that were in the space before NFTs, it, it's, uh, I, I really appreciate and I, I get a lot of more respect immediately because, um, to be, to be in the space before NFTs, you kind of, you were seeing these, all of these things before, you know, this new progression and evolution. And it's just insane to see you started with, you know, Bitcoin, and then you had smart contracts. And then in 17, 18, you had the ICO craze where people were trying to find utility for what they could do and make ecosystems around these coins. And now in 2020 and 2021, you're really starting to see a lot of the development from 2018 to 2020 really start to uh, kind of take hold and things are becoming easier to create in the space. Now you can be an artist that never understood any sort of the the background the white paper any of that but you can come in the space and go on open sea and start minting and you have a place in this community and so that's that's why i wanted to touch on that because it's all the whole if from 20 you know 10 from the very beginning till now this is all just an evolution and it's it, it all is going to intersect all together um whether we like it or not it's just all that's how this is the ecosystem is going to continue to churn forward yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and that's something I've been thinking a lot about is just infrastructure. And that's still the biggest challenge, I think, for a lot of uh, opportunity. Um, but that's why I, I keep also agreeing with, with the big thinkers that are saying we're early because we are. Mm -hmm. If you think about the people that are actually, you know, buying, trading, selling these fucking PNGs right now, there's maybe only 
at this point, I don't even know the users because it's growing pretty fast. And we have all these huge influencers that are pushing it. People like Gary Vee, you know, that that's moving numbers. Ashton Kutcher, you know, these these athletes that are jumping into the space, that's like exponentially growing the space. So um, it's a really interesting fucking time. I mean, I feel like the window is actually closing for a lot of uh, people to actually take full advantage of being able to establish yourself as uh you know, someone who can actually compete in the long term because, and I and I mean that in the sense of against corporate oligarchs, essentially. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what they are, right? So it's really just trying to figure out how we're going to survive in the content game against the Disneys and the Marvels and the DCs. But the advantage that we have is that they don't know what the fuck they're doing either. Yeah. And they mm -hmm. know less than we do. So that's why I'm I'm just trying to like use this space and and genuinely connect with community because I really do think there's some amazing fucking people and I see a lot of them actually in the crowd right now. Um, probably too many to shout out, but um, I, you know I already mentioned mentioned uh, Crypto Painter, but like he fucking does like map paintings and all kinds of shit for for Game of Thrones and big properties and he's mega talented. So it's just like being able to create a community of artists who can tell those stories at that scale. Right. If like we can easily freaking finance hundred million dollar movies now, there's nothing to stop yeah, us from right? doing that. So now if we just get the right talent on board and do it ourselves, Disney can't say shit. The, the, the money just comes to the community of people that actually give a fuck instead of going to these uh, Chinese prison camps overseas. Yes. Or these, these poor people are fucking, you know, working for, for 20 cents. But we're still using our iPhones. We're still fucking subscribing to Disney Plus because we can't fucking help ourselves. Yeah. Right? So it's like a. It's a crazy system that the whole infrastructure just needs to change, but it is changing. So that's kind of a big part of why I'm a part of this. But then, of course, there's my passion, my career, my storytelling. So I'm just trying to have fun with it. I know? love I love your whole I, I mean, you're you're um, like your you're macro level thinker. You're thinking uh, way more than some people do. But it's also from your um, from your time in the space, you've been around, you've seen kind of you, you understand why crypto's around to begin with. You see that that it you know it it changes the way that we can do everything from commerce to to uh, banking to art to entertainment. It's going to change and revolutionize the entire world. And it's just so cool to continue to meet people in this space. I mean, I feel like just after this first five to ten minutes, I feel connected to you in, in all kinds of new ways because of, because of your time in this space and understanding how important what is happening right now. Uh, everyone really talks a lot about, you know, Netflix and Amazon. I mean, they, they put out so many um, companies and little businesses um, because they were a disruptive technology on Web 2.0. But really what's happening now is Web 3.0 is coming and this is what's going to disrupt the, the, the big dogs, you know, the, the multi-billion dollar industries that are around. This is, this is going to be the disruptor that can change the world in a positive way to be able to get rid of that intermediary to stop Facebook and and uh, you know twi even Twitter from you know basically using us as um, a product and, and all of a sudden now we can create our own products and be able to interact in such a cool new evolutionary way. It's just my mind is blown when I try to think what the world's going to look like in five to ten years. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent, and that that's why I'm really inspired just by the innovators in the space right now you know um all, all the 
the drama and you know showmanship aside um what the punks comic is doing is pretty innovative what um you know a bunch of different the apes dow is doing is fucking innovative oh, yeah. what boarding club is doing is innovative like just how people are taking you know an avatar uh, project and turning it into something that just is like revolutionizing you know life as we know it that's bananas like i, I actually just we recently donated to the same uh ape sanctuary that's here in florida that uh that the board of yacht club donated to because i was inspired because i was like yes it's a great idea why aren't we putting money towards causes and so i'm seeing other influencers actually walking the talk and that's the thing about blockchain is you can fucking see everybody's paper trails right so I think that's a bonus because you can see if people are full of shit or if they're not just mm-hmm. by looking at where they're spending their money. Yeah. So that's why I am probably really loud is because I'm like, well, fuck you. You can look at the blockchain and see where I'm putting my money. You know what I mean? And so that's the way we're going to be able to sort of change how some of these projects are run. Who's even able to like, you know, all these rugs are insane. So it's just about kind of trying to bring the opposite energy to the space. Yeah. And so I'm trying take cues from those those uh communities and those uh projects because they're doing such cool shit gutter cat gang they really care about the community they're really taking the time to build it out like them bringing me on board was dope so it's just really cool so that's what inspired me to fucking buy in right. i was like i love this shit i have two cats and two rats now. <laughs> i love that my partners uh you know they co-own one of the cats so it's like i'm bringing them into nfts it's just like a really cool time in uh, in history i think i mean it it's a crazy and i just it's uh <laughs> it's insane and it's just like being able to it's it's something that if you're not in the space you just it's hard to understand what's happening and um that's one reason i actually started this podcast is so that pe- there's so many new entrants into the space it's just insane how many new people are coming in and i was like as we continue to onboard new people like there needs to be you know, beyond just buying a JPEG, like there needs to be information about what's actually happening. Uh, because people, there's too many people that get involved in like these meme schemes and these pump and dumps, whether it's the stocks or uh, now you're seeing it with um, NFTs. But before that, you were around uh, with the ICOs, the same thing happened. People are always, there's always going to be bad actors that are yep. preying on people. And it's so important yep. to be able to have a space like this or where we can learn from each other uh, from people that have been in the space a while so that if you're new like there is there is somewhere to go to learn so that hopefully you don't have to make the same mistakes that um, people are made three years ago like when I was in the space I lost a ton of money I don't want that to happen to new people entering the space because like you said the space is going to keep moving forward so quickly that we need to continue to help educate and make sure that the the people that are coming on board that actually have this chance to maybe change their life before more institutions get involved we need to steer them in the right direction yeah, that's the idea, man. And that's the thing. The institution's already jumping in, you know, with Visa now jumping in, like everybody's going to fucking jump in. Right. So uh, it's just a matter of really kind of trying to set a standard that's that's a little bit more competitive that where people will stop spending their money where it's being exploited. And I think that's going to be the key to really changing every problem that we have when it comes to the environment, to fucking criminal justice reform, everything. Um even just securing elections every fucking yeah. thing mm-hmm. it's gonna come down to probably blockchain so that that's what's cool to me and what's inspiring is like we have to sort of 
in an entertainment sense, if that's what you're doing, right? If, if you're, you just need to be clear about your intentions, I think, and that's the key. And if everyone is is can do that, then, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We can yeah. pontificate on 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 that kind of shit for a long. It's time. It's so hard to, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the it feels like every year there's so much that happens and the space develops so fast. But then you also look back and you're like, you're like, I don't see how like we're gonna get to this place even a couple years down the road that I can like foresee. It almost like feels like I can see like a sci-fi movie happening in front of me that I yeah. wouldn't have ever thought of. But I know it's gonna happen. And it, it's, dude, that's how I feel every day. I'm like waking <laughs> up. I'm looking at my fucking pictures and then i'm like it's insane what is is this world we're living in and and we're all becoming super wealthy and it's like but really the problem is where it also makes you realize that um as wealthy as we may be becoming there's uh that the wealth gap is going to continue to grow and that's the part that just that hurts you know it's like that's what hurts me every night is just thinking about uh even though yeah we figured it out there's like millions and billions of people who haven't and we've got to get them on board and if you're new like we we need to educate because because that's what's going to happen is like inflation is going to continue to run rapid and um you already see it happening right now and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse i'm trying to put another 3.5 trillion through man you just they're printing money out of thin air like that's inevitably a bad idea so so (laughs) it's never worked it's never worked right there's there's a lot of history around this and it's never worked So, so, um, it's just going to be interesting. Hopefully we can continue to onboard people. All right. I I love talking to you about just crypto in general and this, like this uh, evolution revolution that we're all part of, but let's, I want to transition now or I'll, I'll spend the whole show talking to you about this. So let's, (laughs) let's transition (laughs) to talk about, but talk about myth division. So, uh, I do want to connect it a little bit to the, um, kind of evolution of the technology though. So you've worked with major production companies and you've seen kind of the creative process and how it happens um and i just wanted to because i'm sure you're kind of seeing how everything is happening you already kind of hinted at it with how these avatar projects and the ones that are being really successful how they're continuing to grow utility and continuing to build a brand around it and i just wanted to kind of hear your thoughts as someone that's been in kind of um uh, in kind of development and you've made your own comics and you've kind of seen how comics and um, this kind of thing can lead to major motion picture movies and a global fan base, how we're mm-hmm. kind of seeing that developing right now in front of us. I mean, we could have the next Spider-Man or Avengers like right here with the apes or the gutter cats, you know, that's it. And exactly. it's just crazy to think. So I want you to kind of to talk about how, you know, how one, maybe how fast it's happening, but two, some of the things that you, the parallels that you see in the space right now with how this is growing. Well, it's lightning speed, that's for sure. Um, I think that in the next probably month or two, maybe no more than that, we're going to see the first like probably entertainment acquisition of, of a profile picture, probably. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened in the next few weeks. But uh, everybody's thinking about it, and uh, it's really interesting. But what what <laughs> I think this is probably why I have such a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> what pisses me off is that I've seen that sort of it's the, the whole like sort of transmedia thing, right? Uh, it's for those that don't know, it's just like telling stories across multiple platforms, right? Being able to take one story, whatever the fuck it is, and tell it properly over 
comics, film, animation, and, and gaming, right? And, and other things, right? Obviously, the metaverse is brand new, but just being able to seamlessly do it seems like the most impossible thing to do. People can't take a book and turn it into a movie. They can't take a fucking movie, turn it into a video game. It's like a, a magic unicorn when someone does it right, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's been the like mystery formula that everyone in Hollywood's been chasing. And so that's what sort of pushed uh, Disney to acquire Marvel and then WB to pick up DC, right? It's because they see those universes, they see that potential to be able to do that. Yet execution is everything. So um, that's always just been my dream. I think probably George Lucas is the one who's been able to closely do that. And even that's arguable, and I don't want to even get into to all that of phase one, two, and three, or whatever. But um, but but the, the idea is the same, right? Being able to take, and I think Disney's doing it to some degree with Star Wars now, but taking the Mandalorian, tying that into the Star Wars canon, and you know, creating all the spinoffs, the Bad Batch, and all that stuff, right? So taking that kind of story and making sure it's consistent is pretty hard to do unless you have someone kind of driving that ship, whether that's a showrunner or an executive. Um, like Kevin Feige, who has, you know, a vision. Um, and that's why DC hasn't really been able to do it because they've been, you know, they've had basically like three heads for a while. And then eventually two of them left and then it was Kevin Sujihara. And then now they've been trying to like, you know, build up Jim Lee back on the comic side. And so I know I'm kind of getting into the details and details of the industry. So <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it's, I, I actually just learned a few things um, from you speaking about it, but it's because this is something that you're in the industry. So you see it every day, but for someone that's, you know, in a different sector of the, of their life, like they don't see how all of this is intersected, but you can, when you have, what I think is interesting is when you have a community of 3000 or 10,000 people, uh, you almost have like this this push right like now there's a push that when you're an individual creator or even as like a warner brothers or someone there you have to it's hard to create that fan base and here you're almost you have the community being the fan base and you're already having them push forward like the narrative of what they want to be um to be successful and everyone's right. rallying around it so i think uh i think that's kind of where i was getting to next is just like like how these communities allow for this whole this the um this like cross platform uh like world to kind of like you said like at lightning speed just start seeing success yeah it's a crazy thing so when i was um when i was still waiting tables and bartending i did that for a long time uh, probably 10 years almost um i was just trying to build my company at the same time so all my extra sort of cash after bills sometimes instead of bills was going into uh, uh filmmaking and like that's when i was like shooting videos with my friends and just like we're just learning the art of filmmaking and that's when i was introduced to you know directors and producers and i actually learned you know quite a bit from a lot of people it was pretty it was, location was everything and that's why i say i'm lucky because i was able to at that time connect with those people mm -hmm. um and so i learned i soaked it up like a fucking sponge um and so anyway, I was able to sort of build an idea of like how that can how that can happen, because when you don't come from uh, money and when you don't have relationships, the only way you can get things done is if people fucking help you. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was just kind of like, well, how am I going to do this? And that's when crowdfunding sort of popped up was uh, 2012, I think. And so I was like, oh, this is it. And I launched my first crowdfunding campaign and like put in my own money and no one else really put anything in. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. This is actually 
I'm going to take a bit. So I had to learn marketing. And so is a lot of it was like kind of self-taught, but I basically was able to create sort of a formula on Kickstarter. And that's what allowed me to make and print my own comics. And that got the attention of publishers. And that's, you know, that's sort of how I was able to establish any kind of credibility yeah. um, in the comic space. Um, and so was just doing it myself. It was the same thing with videos. I had to fucking learn to make my own videos. And then I got hired, you know, to produce a Stanley, you know, freaking cool music video. So, so it's having your own body of work, I realized. And so it's the same thing with this, man. It's like, I'm not Gary Vee. I'm not um, a big name. Uh, I have some big partners that I've brought in that luckily also believe in me. They have like tons more experience under their belt, you know, $100 million features and, you know, all this crazy shit. So, so I do have you know I, I definitely have relied a lot on on their reputation as well because they've lent it right mm -hmm. so that that shows a lot of belief in, in the project and what we're doing and so that's kind of how i built myth, myth division was i just had a lot of relationships over time that never asked for any favors and um when the time was right and when i had a little bit of money i was able to start bringing people in you know one by one and that's what i've done so a lot of these people i've known for like 10 15 years and they have you know in the trenches experience doing this shit. So that's why I'm so bullish on this, my own fucking project. Cause it's not mm -hmm. me. I'm bullish on my team. Yeah. Like, they're fucking so dope that like, I know we can't fucking fail. Like if, if I say, Hey, we're going to make a fucking triple a console video game. Guess fucking what we're fucking making a triple a console video game. Just have to get the money together. Just have to like, you know, call in the right, you know, friends of friends to, to build the team and it's done. And like, it's not, you know, and I know a lot of people too. So, that's why I'm so excited because it's like I don't have to fucking launch uh, a superficial, you know, like plan for animated series and charge 0.5 ETH for a, a profile picture. There you go. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely like, true. That's I don't fucking have to do that because it's stupid. Well, I think that's stupid um, because I don't think that's really, you know, being honest with the community. Like, so that's why I decided, hey, let's do something fun. And I talked about it with my team and we got the sign off and my wife loved it. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. Wife warriors, fucking, you know, armors from everything from armor to bathing suits. Right. Because that's what like that sort of niche genre is about. And we're gonna have fun with it. But if we're going to let I'm having an all female writer's room, showrunner, everything. And I'm handing the reins over and they're going to fucking do what they want with it to make it authentic female empowerment from women so like that's how we're tackling like some of these problems that we see is mm -hmm. just like head on because there's no time to waste with some shit but we also want to just make things that are very entertaining so it's all financing everything else we're doing so we've got a bunch of other books that you know i've had you know deals with already for publishing and i'm gonna bring them into the the metaverse through the sandbox like it's gonna be fucking cool i don't know it's but. awesome you have it's just it's insane to hear you kind of talking through like everything that you're working on and how and it's you kind of mentioned gary v and i've talked about this before but everything that any of us have done in our life uh whether whatever our skill sets are we can use them and manifest our own kind of destiny in this like metaverse world and that's the cool oh, yeah. thing about it it's exactly right dude there's no rules man you know it's like as long as you're committed to integrity like that's, that's the thing my, too and community is the 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 yeah. community holds us accountable too and that's the other 100%. badass part 
hundred percent. Exactly. So. Like, why would you go out? Like, that's why, you know, I just came out like myself because like, I, what do I have to hide? Like, whatever. Uh, yeah. We're going to, I'm going to do this regardless. So it'd be nice to have a bunch of people jump on board and actually figure out ways that they fucking benefit and profit. Right. Why not? Because we can, we can create those structures. So that's what I'm like. I'm, I'm just interested in challenging the Disney model, the, the, the legendary model, you know, cause a lot of those companies are being sold to overseas, uh, companies anyway. Like we're not even getting, uh, content that is necessarily, I don't know, uh, as, as diverse or generalized as we may think. Yeah. Really, and you I see really a shift to too. You see yeah. a shift in like the entertainment industry as well. Like we went from where you, you know, you, you buy a, a VHS or you, you stay and you just watch your favorite show. You make sure you don't miss it. And then we had DVR where you can record and now you just, everything's on demand. And, but, at, and now it's like decentralizing the on demand where you're able to watch what you want, but you're the profit of the show you're going to is going to the creators and not the studio that bought them yeah. out exactly dude and that's what i'm trying to help uh, a lot of artists that i know from the publishing side dude these people they work like grinding hours like some pages like one page of comic book art for a penciler who who takes their work seriously and, and loves their work could take fucking eight to twelve hours and and they're only getting paid anywhere from sometimes a hundred bucks to like 400 bucks right for that that's mm -hmm. nothing you break that down that's like less than minimum wage in a lot of places so so that's why it's just like mm, i don't know i, I want to try and help more people be able to break from that system so that we can just have more creativity that's just supported because there, there's no denying and even stan lee fucking said it uh you know entertainment or art is like what people need for escape sometimes and so being able to provide that is actually very valuable because we will all lose our fucking minds if we couldn't like yeah. escape with some netflix or you know fucking you know <laughs> i don't know whatever yeah hit a and, like just watch some you know amazing you know big screen you know it's it's you got to be able to check out you got to be able to you know not take things so seriously too so that's part of why like what i wanted to do with mid division is separate from like it's not really but in a lot of ways i try to separate it from my view of the world i mean they're kind of intertwined as an artist mm -hmm. but i want to be able to be uh, digestible at a sort of mass market level so in order to do that you kind of have to step outside of your own ego and like surrender to what's best for the project so that's what i'm trying that's how i'm trying to approach myth division and that's why i brought in so I brought in my partners because they also keep me accountable in a lot of ways too. So it's great. I love it. Uh, it's awesome to hear your story, man. I'm so excited that you're in this space and that, you know, you're using everything that you've learned and your experience and the connections that you have to continue furthering, like decentralizing and um, kind of take, giving, giving power back to the, the people that are doing the creating. And it's just, it's awesome. So thanks. Thanks for all that work you're putting in and utilizing your years of, um, you know, experiences in life to keep pushing this, uh, 
this world forward because that's when people like you that that have a lot of success it's hard to argue when you know you're starting to see uh you know a gutter cat gang comic that looks super legit or a board ape yacht club comic that's just amazing and you just it's you're you know when the when there's everything developed around these communities it's going to be impossible to ignore so it's just cool to see that you're all you're you saw it from the beginning and have been here from the start so appreciate that um i i I do want to talk you already mentioned it but you pixel vault and the punk comics were kind of the first to jump on and um they they have an amazing team um regardless of how you feel about any, you know certain people on the team they're really smart they're continuing to push you know thinking even with uh i was just talking to um, some of the gutter cat gang yesterday about how they're staking mechanism to earn like this in-game currency that just blew my mind so smart yeah um, yeah you know so, so i was curious though i'm sure you're taking notes for uh with what they're doing with the comic and i'm curious what your uh some of the things that you've learned and what's your goal for building out myth division and continuing to give utility back to like the holders that are believed believed in you from the get-go Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for the compliments. I do appreciate it, dude. Um, I, I think that it's funny because I haven't really done much talking about it, at least on a call or a conference or anything. Mm-hmm. It's usually just through typing. So I don't think anyone has, and I think this is something that everyone's probably been asking for is like, well, well what is the long term, you know, uh, end game here? And I can say, I can say this, like, uh, I'm very inspired by, uh, kind of an idea of the future where we're rewarded for certain things uh, that are beneficial to society. And so everything that I'm building uh, or that I'm at least envisioning that I know my team will help fucking blow away is ideally to encourage everyone who steps into one of our worlds, however it may be, whether it's through a sandbox game or a movie um, or a comic book, is just to start kind of questioning things about um the world that make you want to participate more in our world and so what i'm trying to do really ultimately is just create a space where we have all these really interesting spaces um you know we have all these different ip right um and we're going to connect all that in the metaverse in some very hopefully creative and hopefully innovative ways um it's it's a lot tougher to hide innovation when you have a community that you want to share everything with yeah. uh, so like because i know everyone's like well, what's going on with the this and that and like, okay, well, <laughs> show us the pictures from the comic story. man yeah so that's what i'm doing is, is kind of just sharing content yeah. but i i am working towards a token that exists in our game worlds and our comic book worlds and our story worlds uh that people in the real world also have. So if you if you read Alt Control Delete, you will understand what I am trying to do with the metaverse. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. I think 80% of you or 90% of you, because you're all pretty smart if you're in NFTs already. Uh, but if you check out Alt Control Delete, um, I kind of was very clear in like how I see this really interesting, fun meritocracy-based system where you're rewarded with tokens and XP is currency and you're just fucking doing things to accomplish uh, good shit and getting points for it. So ultimately, that's what I'm working towards. And I don't want to. That's why I'm very careful about what I like promise and don't promise, because I have also 
you know, in the past said things and then people were like, well, you said on this this time. So I don't want to be that guy either. So I'm trying to mitigate like expectation while also hyping something that I truly fucking believe in with all my heart. So it's kind of like a hard balance of the two, if you know what I'm saying. Um, So ultimately, yeah, we are working on a token. I do want to figure out how to do that. I have hired a consultant for that. You know, we're trying to figure out like, I haven't had the bandwidth to do everything. So that's the, that's what's slowing me down right now is I want to deliver to the backers who have, you know, the myth division access tokens and the why now the waifu warriors. So my focus is with the people who have already spent the money and rewarding them first. And then I'm like, okay, now let's talk about how do we actually, from an infrastructure standpoint, how are we going to pull off this burning staking mechanism with the comics that allows you to get drawn you know, with your own cover or that, you know, there's going to be even doper shit that we're going to think of that I, that the whole thing that motivates me is like, what would I want as a buyer? So that's what's motivating what I'm putting into for utility. So when I say that I want to really reward the myth division access token holders, like there's maybe like 500 of some of them and then 300, 400, the reason for that is because I fully expect there to be like millions of people wanting to experience what those 500 people or so can. And then the people who, who have all of them will definitely be able to experience something that like very few people ever will. I mean, and we're, I mean, I'm, you just have to look at my team. Like I don't want to make any promises, but, but if you've ever wanted to fucking be on a movie set or shit like that, that is what we're working towards. I just don't want to make those promises yet. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited. And uh, you're making me extremely bullish uh, right now on Myth Division. And um, I'm not going to lie. I actually, before the show, I was looking at the Myth Division access tokens. And um, as you're talking, and there's like over 30 people in the room, I know that the the floor of some of these are so, so uh, like, they're just... I mean, all it takes is, you know, 20, 30 people going in and starting to buy tokens and the floor is just going to skyrocket. <laughs> and so with that being said, I literally, as you were just talking about that, I just bought the Board 8 5636 announcement because I've been looking oh, at nice, it. Dude. So I, good- I, I just love that one is the one I was always drawn to because I just love the, the ape character that you've created. And so and there's oh, only a hundred of that one. So knowing that that's also one of the rare mints, I was like, OK, I'm just yeah, going to yeah, do that yeah. right now. There's one that's like 33 that's sold out. Um, I have two in the Myth Division vault, and then I have one because I fucking love that image. So I'm keeping one, but uh, but I'm just gonna hold that forever. So whatever. And then uh, and then yeah, no, they they're uh, I just love the art, man. I mean, I commissioned these teams because I I really admire their work. So when I put it out there to mint, um, it's really honestly first and foremost just for people who love the art, who love that comic book style art. Now that's not to say like. We're not working on other types of art. I have 3D modelers and other people that I'm working with right now for, you know, new and interesting collections. Um, but again, I don't want to like ruin the surprise for people who are early holders who um, who, who I really do want to reward, man. And I really, I, I genuinely like. Again, I, I keep bringing up Crypto Painter, but he's like also walking the talk, and he's like rewarding people who have bought his pieces. He's also um, giving us a percentage when we're in, uh, when it, like the apes, when he uses our, uh, our commercial image, he gives us a 20% cut, you know, or we split it. And so I actually took that model from him. And so for the comic book, when people are participating in the comic, the apes, um, you know, I'm splitting that for any speaking roles, it's like 20%. 
So we're wow. trying to like give back to the community as much as possible. And I'm also not charging people to be in this comic book either. So it's like, you know, that's, that's, there's a lot of things that I'm just trying to do different that hopefully will set a standard. So people will just continue to buy from other people that are also doing similar things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to turn and talk a little bit about the board ape yacht club and gutter cat gang, kind of the comics that are, um, based around those storylines. And, um, one thing that has always kind of blown my mind, I think, um, I know that there's there, people are like, well, if they use, people have said, if you use the cat or the ape, then there's going to be like, you know, you can get, um, a cut because it's, you're using that character. But I, I think that the entire community, whenever there's any sort of like, who's interested, it's like a thousand people, thousands of people yeah. are like, please use my, use mine, yeah. use mine. And I mean, honestly, if the gutter cat gang, I'll tell you right now, if crazy Carl is a character in the gutter cat <laughs> gang comic, I will shit my pants out of excitement because yeah. I just, I have, I think I, I already DM'd you and I know you can't talk a lot about it, but I just, well, I'm so, the good news for me is that I don't get to choose. You so don't choose. I, you, I am off the hook. That's like, the question. I was gonna see what. How do you? How do people choose? Or how? How does that work? Does the team? Oh, I think. Uh, I think for the gutter cats, they have something. Check out their Discord, and um, I think talk to Big Stupid. He knows. He's the one who wrote the uh, the, the uh, story for it, which was really dope. I mean, he he put that together. And I think the community voted on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then it's just those characters. There wouldn't be, like, additional characters that make a play. Because I know that in his storyline, there's, like, there's certain characters that are in uh, already there. But are there other characters that kind of make appearances? Or is it pretty much just based around yeah. that storyline? No, there's there's a couple spots for sort of these um, side characters or, or uh, you know, momentary characters. More like cameos, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Say. Like, you're comparing this to like a TV show, which is like what's what I'm doing with the apes. It's there's a couple different categories. There's like a speaking role where you come on. There's like a, a background role where you're just like literally in the in one of the backgrounds of one of the panels or a few of the panels. So I'm trying to like price uh, the royalties that I'm giving based on that. But uh, but yes, yeah, so there's different roles for the gutter cat gang too. I mean, but the main ones, yes, are the ones from uh, from Big Stupid's uh, um, story outline. And I basically tried to stay, stay as truthful to that uh, story as I could when I adapted it to comics. So um, I think when the art comes through and you guys start to see that, um, it'll become much more real for you. That's awesome. And tell us a little bit about, I know before you even started working on the Gutter Cats, you had already kind of created the self-actualizing American Ape. Uh, yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that character, the development of it, and uh, the comics that, that's going to be around that. That's a funny story, dude. So I was sitting there on open sea, just fucking looking, scrolling through the apes. And this Ethereum was like, um, or Ether was like four, maybe four grand at the time. I think it was like, I don't know, early May, maybe. I don't remember the date. But anyway, it's it's on there. But uh, I was looking through and like, I remember the floor was maybe around 0.3. And, uh, and I was like, okay, well, none of these floor apes are really speaking to me. And then I saw um five six three six and i was like all right i see the hat i like the i like the 3d glasses all right stunt jacket i could probably do something with and that's when it just hit me and i was like all right that's american ape and i fucking just went from there <laughs> so and, you uh, as soon as you saw it on open sea your mind was already thinking about the character development 
oh hell yeah dude the main reason that i bought an ape was for the commercial ip because once i because i was trying to decide what to get and then i was like wait a minute there's there's pfps with commercial ip license that is right up my alley i'm that's badass so that's what happened and then i was trying to figure out what story i could attach to which ape and that was you know 0.45 was my limit i mean like i was just saying like maybe yesterday in a in a room i was like uh if we if i was still thinking in terms of fiat and us dollar i would have fucking shit my pants and closed open seat like thousand dollars <laughs> no way but i had to think in terms of eth and i had already been thinking in terms of eth just from uh you know earlier i, I had a, a kind of a t- i know you had an earlier question but it wasn't just bitcoin it was bitcoin i was looking at, at ethereum and then i had a couple smaller ones like xlm mm-hmm. um, i was looking at um xrp pretty early on um so i experienced i bought it into xrp at like 33 cents or some shit like that so like i had a kind of a diversified little altcoin or shitcoin portfolio as they say Mm -hmm. um but uh but no i mean so so yeah that's what it was and then once i had uh that eight picked i just fucking went full steam ahead and incorporated him into um something that i actually haven't really announced yet to my comic book uh (laughs) readers uh but basically a shared universe and the metaverse just sped all that shit up because once i could see how easy it was like you said the infrastructure is there now at least to some degree for creators um once i saw how easy it was to kind of jump into the metaverse and start building you know a little piece for for my worlds um i just kind of went full speed ahead and and put more resources into it fucking i cashed out a bunch of bitcoin and put it into nfts mm-hmm. um and I do not regret that one bit. No, I don't. Yeah, I would say that that's Twitter, doing very well. We're doing way better than if I had that shit sitting in Bitcoin. So yeah. it just it is what it is, right? You just kind of have to go with your gut at times, and the universe will tell you what to do. But uh, yeah, I talk a lot on the show about conviction. You know, if you have conviction about something, and if it goes down, it's a lot easier because you only have yourself to blame. Uh, and <laughs> you know you can't really put the blame on someone else or and you you really have to take ownership over that and honestly yep. if the conviction changes then you should have sold anyways so you shouldn't ever you know not be in something you're you have some conviction about and so uh I, I also just want to point out, though, I think the profile picture avatars now, like talking to you, and if you're in this room and you have an avatar, you kind of start to realize, like, when they first come out and talk about the IP rights as someone that's just like an investor or someone that doesn't have a whole creative team behind you, it's like, oh, well, okay, that's cool. I'm glad I can, I guess, uh, make my own shirt or I don't know what, put it on a mug. And uh, But now, like, you see, like, the power of you know, teams encouraging the intellectual property to people because these these uh, characters and these apes are going to be all over, you know, the gutter cats are going to be all over the world um, because of, you know, once you already saw it with Arizona tea, I guarantee there's going to be tea, a, oh, yeah. a can of tea with an ape on it soon enough. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I mean. I think we're going to see a huge play on that. Um, but I think we're also going to see some... Uh, of the, I don't know, there's going to be a couple of big ones that do their own uh, avatar projects pretty soon as well, I'm sure. Um, I have no doubt that we're maybe six months uh, or less away from that, yeah. where C does one or someone else who's kind of already dabbling in the space right now, but hasn't uh, uh, really done anything major. 
um, I would say probably will do will be the first. Well, and it's interesting. Even I was a early investor in Artifact, and to see kind of how they've shifted and thing mm-hmm. and the evolution of what they're doing with their project, and you start seeing everything that they own is skyrocketing because of the Avatar yeah. project. They were gonna they're 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 kind of utilizing Akira. all. Yeah, Akira. They're utilizing all their skills and all of the pipeline that they have, and they're gonna put. Yeah, they're gonna put it and they just keep adding value, which is what those Avatar projects really allow you to kind of add that value, and then to have strong developers and a team just right. is just even. It just it, the the potential is endless. So you yeah. you you're um, building in the metaverse then, because that's one thing I noticed with this uh, access token. As I was reading it, uh, I was excited that it's like you have special privileges in like the world. Like if I own this token, uh, I can go even if I don't have a board ape, I can go into like the the board ape yacht club, the segment of the the myth division. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the whole point of. Um, I mean, that's not the whole point, but like what excites me about being able to, to tell this comic book story, Board Ape Seeks Yacht Club, is that it's really just kind of like me having fun with the character of the ape and just meeting the other apes. Like, that's the whole point. The whole point is not for it to be about my ape. It's really for him to be thrust into the fucking crazy world of the apes and the metaverse because, you know, there's, there's more than apes on fucking Twitter. There's more than apes around here, right? So it's really just about, like, navigating that world and uh, all the crazy characters that pop up so very early on i got to know um uh the ape father 6056 and so we had been back and forth you know talking a lot about uh how i could he, he would let me integrate the ape mafia into it and so you know we're, i'm building this whole museum and sandbox it's going to be like an nft gallery essentially that's for like dedicated towards apes and ape art ape derivatives all that kind of stuff and then, uh, and then there's a whole gaming experience that you'll be able to choose whether you want to participate in or not. But I mean, I know I'm sure a lot of people who are already token holders will want to, and then that's when it gets fun because you can walk into a space and if you have one of the tokens or all the tokens in your MetaMask wallet, um, in the sandbox at least so far, um, and I think on, uh, Decentraland as well, you can like unlock things, um, in that world. So there may be secret doors or extra rooms or entire threads of dialogue with a character that you'll be able to access that other people won't. Mm, and that's, that's just cool. like, that's just step one. That's just because that's what I want to play with and have fun with now. Um, there's going to be more stuff. I'm sure as time goes on that we're just going to be like, yeah, that's perfect for the access token holders. You know? Yeah. So with like the gutter cat gang, you had the developers really reach out to you and work with you and with the board apes, is this something that's just more of a personal project? Are you, is this like yeah. in the board ape yacht club or is it your own part of the metaverse? So like the myth division portion of the metaverse that this is all going to uh, take place in? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I have uh, just been open to Canon from many other apes. So I, I'm happy to incorporate other stories. Um, I haven't been approached by them and, or, or like, you know, uh, I really talked to them much other than just like with uh, stuff early on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I tried to reach out a couple of times, but they're busy. They got yeah. going on. So it is what it is. But um, I just wanted to create this space here for the people that are in the community that I'm interacting with, at least that, uh, that I think are dope people that I think could use some passive income. Why not? So we use your character in the sandbox space and we give you a percentage of the profits that are coming from that land. And that's the idea. Okay. So um, this so, is, so, so yeah. this is a land that you're creating. That's going to have all of these different worlds. Um, yeah. Locations uh, that are yeah. featured in the, yep, yep. That's so super see, cool. 
read it in the comic. The idea is that I want to, I mean, obviously not everything. I'm not going to be able to build an entire fucking planet, but, um, well, maybe, who knows someday, but, uh, but uh, it's the metaverse, man. Now, yeah. Right. But for now it's like, uh, just certain areas that you see in the comic, you'll be able to jump into the sandbox and go see. So, um, you know, I'm working with uh board ape salon, Right. I don't know if you know Sarah. She's an ape, but she's got the board ape salon. She does derivatives of uh, different apes, especially female apes, giving That's them cool. like hair and stuff. And so I'm giving her an actual shop inside our sandbox where people can go buy her token and get their ape derivatives. And so nice. that's kind of like I want to do stuff like that where there's it's partial e-commerce, right, where you create what your space looks like in there. Um but it's also a fully, you know, gamified experience if you want to. So maybe there's someone standing at the corner and you're like, hey, why is that person, you know, or that ape always at that corner over there? Let me go talk to them. And then they fucking send you on a side quest. That's right? awesome. That's yeah, that's super cool. I can't <laughs> wait. I mean, just hearing of, like, we, j- I just had Voxel Blaze who's building out Gutter City um, on the show yesterday. And it's just so, yeah. it makes me so it's bullish talented. on the metaverse, just all the all the work that's going on behind it. And um, the metaverse is so massive that it's like, it's going to be, it's just slow. Uh, the development is like, you're going to be in some lands and then it'll be empty lands all over. But it just, it reminds yeah. me, you know, it's like, <laughs> we're like West, yeah that's West. right it's the, at, at one point in america it was just all land you know it's yeah. like we're building were like land barons like running around <laughs> building fucking but they were doing it in an exploitative fucking way yeah that's what we're trying not to do we're trying to do this the right way where all the creators the, even the builders like everybody's fucking profiting from like what we're creating here so that's what sto- i'm so stoked about um, that's the, the badass next, like, thing about the metaverse well, is that if you don't benefit the community they're not going to come anyways exactly you don't exactly. need yeah they don't need anyone they choose where they go and so that's, that's kind of i kind of chuckle because there's all these you know I'm, I'm not a hater but i see these roadmaps and i'm like how the fuck are you going to pull that off if, like <laughs> i know it's going to be tough for seasoned professionals to pull that off i'm like okay i'd love to see that when that's done you know there's a couple where i'm just like all right um, I mean, it's ambitious and it's great, but like, I hope that people are really thinking about their community when they're making promises that, you know, they haven't, they don't even know, they don't even have an idea of who's going to do it for them, you know, or something like that. And they're making, they're saying it's going to happen. It's like, that's a tough sell to just someone who's investing in you. I don't know, but yeah. Hopefully. All right. Well, this uh, this talk, I just I feel like I just need to have a beer with you in a bar and just talk to you for like hours because I, <laughs> I really enjoy talking. And I'm like, I try to keep these down. And it's like I'm looking at the time. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I we need to keep moving on. If you have a question for Community Corner, now's the time. Hit that request button. Come up. We'll take a few questions so that you can uh, maybe you have a question about the metaverse, myth division, the gutter cat gang comic, the board ape comic hit that request button. There's so many things you could ask about. So let's get some people on stage. If you do have a question for Community Corner, I'm going to give everyone a a couple uh, seconds to hit that request button, see if we get some guests up here on stage. Um, Please don't be shy. I think one of the cool things about this opportunity is getting to interact and talk to the person on stage. So, So think of something that maybe you're curious about, maybe you can get some more information about, and then hit that request button and we'll bring you up here. Um, and, and while we're waiting, uh, I'll go ahead and ask one other question, um, which is just to just um, just to tell us kind of like in the 
in the near future, um, like if you have these uh, access tokens, what is something that, like to to kind of get excited about in the next few months? Because I hear you're getting very close to like releasing things. Yeah. So basically, the first thing that we did for the access uh, token holders was we let them uh, mint the Waifu Warriors for free, at least the first 600. Um, so that was like the first kind of um, use case for the utility. And then um, next is probably the biggest thing is going to be um, access to our digital library of comics. So I have our web developer, um, Curtis, some of you know from the launch. Um, he's working on um, integrating into our website a way for you to verify your MetaMask wallet. And then you'll have basically a subscription um, to our comics, right? So if you have a token, you'll be able to basically read anything we publish whenever. Like when you just log into the website, you've got access and it's like a frame by frame little viewing, uh, kind of like uh, Comixology if anyone's ever used that. Um, but it'll basically zoom from panel to panel if you do the full screen experience. And then, um, and then that's then right after that is going to be um, the sandbox experience. So we're looking at that probably not for another like four months mm -hmm. for full execution to happen. I have a feeling that four months from now, those Myth Division tokens will have other utility too, and it's just going to be insane the where they're at. It's, especially if you're keeping, if, if your goal is to keep them somewhat low minting for the collectors that start until they start to go up. Are you? Uh, do you have a plan to continue yeah, to release, yeah, or yeah. are you kind of waiting for them to kind of get um, exposed to mainstream or like more people to find them before you continue minting more of them? Well, that's the, it's been a point of contention <laughs> recently because what I was trying to do was basically keep them at a fair uh, price for mm. as long as possible. And I know there were some flippers that were kind of getting mad about it because they wanted to resell it at a higher rate. Um, and then some people were like, oh, well, I think he's just doing it for quick cash. So I don't want that to come across as like a, a shady thing, I guess. So I'm trying to figure out now the best way to release the rest of them because I kind of want to, but also OpenSea is a pain in the ass when it comes to um, listing. I had no idea when I first did it, but it was my only option. So I did it. And now I realize that I've got to fucking list every single one, one at a time. <laughs> so the practicality of me sitting there listing, you know, 400, like I think I have like a couple hundred left of each now. Um, I don't know. I just I don't even like the idea because I know now people are just going to be sitting there waiting to snipe. Um, so it's like there was a period right before the the Avatar launch where like I would put five to to ten up and they'd be gone within five minutes and like it was it was on fire and I think that was probably part of the hype of the um, utility for for Waifu Warriors. So now I know that when we get closer to probably the sandbox release. Uh, is the next time they're going to fucking probably go way up in value, I'm sure, when people start. We'll, we'll cut a trailer, you know, we'll tease the sandbox, all that stuff. And then at that point, we probably will get another jump on the floor. But I would like to release more at like a, you know, lower than floor level for uh, for some early adopters who want to jump in. So I don't know, maybe I'll just start private listing, maybe. I there you go. Yeah, people that. that are interested. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. I love it. All right, we do have a, a, a guest that came up on stage, Tutone Tommy. We're going to transition to Community Corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Tommy, thanks for coming on stage, man. Go ahead. 
yo, yo. Uh, I didn't realize I was supposed to have my catnip ready. So. <laughs> well, you better go grab it right away. <laughs> right? I was still at work. Can't, can't handle that right now. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, my question is not really about uh, a community corner or anything, you know, specifically it's, it's more of a, a personal question. It's just a question that I, I like to ask people. Um, and, and I'm just curious, uh, your take on this. Um, if you, uh, were coming into say a new project that had just, you know, started minting or what have you, uh, and you were looking at the roadmap for that, right. Um, you know, wh what would be a unique thing that you would like to see on a roadmap for a project that maybe isn't out there currently or it could be in, in a project currently, but like, you know, just something that, that would really like drive you towards minting that project? Oh, that's a good question. I'd probably say it'd be more specificity with um, the kind of metaverse experience they're delivering. So, um, like even if it's as simple as like I would, I minted some of those uh, Wonder Quest eggs, um, and I thought it was cool the way they did their roadmap with an actual map. And she said she was building in the sandbox, so that to me was like, okay, cool. They have a clear like expectation set. So if I saw someone with like um, I don't know mobile game or some kind of other uh, experience um, or a specific type of game that maybe isn't um, I realized that like I jumped in like right during a fad where there's all these battle games. So I kind of like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how to feel about it, <laughs> but I, I would want to not see any more battle games because I hear there's so many now. Um, and so like, I'm just trying to like think of other ways that I would want to experience the metaverse um, and anything unique like BYO pills. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen those, but uh, that's a really unique experience. And when they kind of, did their pitch on the minting day. I minted like 15 of them because I thought they were so cool. So stuff like that, I guess, really gets me when there's just an outside-the-box approach to like what kind of delivery or what kind of experience we're going to have with the avatar. That's, that's a good answer. Um, you know, like for, for me, you know, when, when I'm looking at like, you know, roadmaps and stuff, uh, I, I think one of the things that like I want to see and like I think I don't hear a lot is like, you know, you, you had talked about specificity, but then you say, you know, uh, like if they're do, doing a mobile game or something, right? But, like, if you've ever looked at, like, uh, Kickstarter or something like that, right? Like, Kickstarter requires them to actually have a, a map of, you know, step-by-step -step process of what they're doing. And I, I think that's kind of a problem with a lot of the, you know, the drops nowadays is that they say, oh, we're going to make a mobile game. Okay, well, you know, what what's your actual plan? You know, are, are you you know, going to hire artists in a month for the game? Are you going to hire developers in two months for the game? You know, like, I really feel like, you know, there should be a, a more yeah, laid out structuralized plan of, hey, 100%. this is exactly when we're going to do this. Exactly. No, I agree with you. In our latest one, I tried to put um, a timeline in, within, like, I did it in the form of uh, days after being sold out. Um, but it turns out, like, we're kind of jumping the gun and we're just moving forward with some of those milestones anyway. But I, I agree with you. I think there's not enough accountability in the space when it comes to these launches. And it's really just going to be – it's tough because it's up to the consumer, right? It's like people get into these pump-and-dump situations where a bunch of influencers are like, go check this out. Like, I was in the room with um, – the Yetis uh, when they did in the clubhouse room when they did their launch 
And literally everyone was like, oh, what's your plan? And they were like, I don't know. What's your plan? Have no clue. Who's going to make your game? I don't know. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's insane. And everyone was like, we don't give a fuck. We love these fucking things. And I was like, who's going to be paid to say that? What? So, and so I saw that fucking dumpster fire coming. And I was like, fuck, I regretted minting one 20 minutes earlier or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's just like uh, that, that, that was an eye opener for me where I was like, wait a minute, why the fuck am I not doing this? We can actually do something really fucking cool with the profile picture project. I was like, that's what inspired me was the fucking that phone call where he had no clue what the fuck they were going to do. And so at that point is when I was like, all right, this, this is something that we can actually deliver some quality shit for so you know i agree with you i think more people should and that's exactly why i'm doing the roadmap the roadmap update uh, if you go to the discord i've been telling everyone a new uh updated more detailed roadmap is coming because this is the shit that people need to hear and so that's what i'm doing in the discord too is i'm providing that kind of information here i'm working with this these artists this week i'm working with this person this week we had a phone call with whatever and i'm trying to be transparent so that everyone feels like they're part of it and i i agree i wish i wish there were more projects that were like that it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, I was not planning on getting into the Yetis. I was like, you know, I'm not admitting this. I, I didn't like the art to begin with. And, you know, it just seemed like a kind of not well laid out project. But then I wasn't in their Discord. I was actually in a, a V Friends Discord or uh, actually Clubhouse, I'm sorry, uh, talking to some people. And they were like, oh, the Yetis are already at 6,000 minted and you know, like the, fo <laughs> yeah. the FOMO kind of kicks in and you're like, yeah. okay, so I, I minted three yeah. and you know, I have since like this past week actually sold all three of those for about a, a 0.1 loss, you know, <laughs> Congratulations. but so, somehow, <laughs> somehow they sold. So, you know, cool. It took a long time, but you know, as far as like, you know, now I'm, I'm very careful about the projects that I get into. Um, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm asking questions and I'm trying to figure out what's going on with it. The problem with that though is, you know, there could be good projects out there that everybody's aping into and it like, you know, sells out within minutes. And like, you know, I need at least 30 minutes to get some information before I decide <laughs> to, you know, pick something up. So, you know, I've definitely seen me miss out on a lot of stuff, not because, you know, it's not good, but because I need to know it's good before I, you know, but, just jump but you, in. You can't think of it as missing out, though. You just kind of got to accept, like, right. not everything is for you. But when you do your research and something hits, like, it'll hit big, I'm sure. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's absolutely, like, with the gutter cats, even even without a whole, whole lot of information on the cats initially, you know, uh, I think just the fact that they were 3,000, the fact that there was a supply and demand issue there, you know what I mean? And you know, knowing that there was over a thousand people in the discord, you know, and people like to buy multiples, you know, there was definitely, you know, a chance for profit there initially, then it turned into something a lot more, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's definitely a gamble sometimes. And, you know, sometimes you just gotta, gotta take that gamble, but. Oh, it's always a gamble, dude. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing being in the space longer and you were actually in the space, but when, uh, back in like the ICO craze, we saw a lot of that too. Remember like, um, a lot of the FOMO kicking in with projects and the biggest lesson that is, you know, cross, 
comes back now is that you have to really watch. I mean, I st- I've get burned more often than not whenever I try to mint or I buy like the ICO and it's like you, you instead after losing so much is like, okay, I need to watch more. I need to see what the developers are doing. I need, I always wait till that first, uh, that were that first drawback in the market to see what, what happens because that's, it shows kind of the resiliency in the NFT community for that community. If everyone's trying to mad rush to the door, it, it shows a, a you know, it shows a sign. And so I think it's, uh, it's important. Uh, I don't think, uh, every there, the minting life is a very, it is, it's all a gamble. And if you're down for that, that's good, but there's always, there's always ways to check. And after the mint happens, I mean, the floor is going to stay somewhat low. If the project's going to be around in three years and you buy a month after launch, like you're buying at the beginning still. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I got lucky with apes in that way too. So. Yeah, and, and so yeah, so yeah. Cats, the other cats I really do think are are uh, are like going to be right after the apes, um, just because of the community. Um, at least for a while. I mean, who knows who's gonna what's gonna flip what? Like, it's kind of silly to really try and predict long term what's gonna happen because it's so fucking early, dude. So you can't really say like even in three four years that punks or apes are going to be number one because we just don't know so i think it's uh it's a funny you know little game that we all like to play because we love our shit but uh <laughs> but it's, it's awesome to see man. Yep. it's just awesome to see. <laughs> and, and and we all make mistakes like you know i'm i'm, I'm out here you know and, and i'll call myself out every time because you know kind of sick about it but uh you know i, I bought my one ape at 0.77 um and and when it hit point two, I was like, oh, that's three times my money. I'm I'm gonna sell it, you know, buy another cat. And <laughs> and sure enough, I did. And and the day after, they announced the dogs. <laughs> oh no. So so yeah, I, I got the little uh, the little hoodie they gave out that was like for Decentraland or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they announced yeah, the dogs like good. literally the day after I sold, and I was like, uh, so so that one kind of hits a little hard. But I did get the the number one gold cat out of it so i mean i can't complain too much oh that's not a not a well it's not a name but uh, yeah but yeah I, I true it. it's good <laughs> long term i think it's just uh, like we're like when people say we're all gonna make it it's really true and the communities i love when we are able i see so many apes and cats in here and i just think like that cross like you're kind of trying to create with myth division being able to kind of uh bring communities together is like the most important thing because regardless i mean if if uh at this point it, uh, i also sold a lot of my apes and i thought that was funny when tommy said that about the hoodie because i have it it's like it's almost like a uh it's almost like that participation token like thanks for playing (laughs) you know like you were here you know you had this early on and then you sold so (laughs) but at the same time like the gutter cats are going to do their own thing and it's like but all these communities like we we grow together like the even if the gutter cats eventually because of the low mint come up and they start rising closer to the eight floor like at the end of the day we're all just we're all making it and that's what's important i mean we're all we're all family because we're all here so early yeah it's pretty amazing it's awesome so uh you know i just really appreciate you being on the show it's been so much fun thank you for taking time i'm gonna have to um hit you up and talk to you some more we have a lot of um 
similar parallels in kind of our journey in crypto and what we see in NFTs. And so it's it's been a lot of fun getting to talk to you. And like I told you while we were on stream here, I bought a Myth Division access token that I had my eye on. And I just, uh, if you have not already checked out the Twitter uh, of Myth Division and following Ramon, please do that because what he's doing and what his team's doing are just going to continue to push uh, what's possible for the metaverse and for where entertainment industry is going. Um, and you said you have a Discord as well? Yeah, we do. Uh, they're in the bios for uh, for Myth Division, actually. It's awesome. So check it out. If you came in late to this show, like this is one that I really encourage you to go back. I'll upload it. It'll be on the crazyaboutcryptoshow.com or you can find us on Apple and Spotify. This is a show you're going to want to check out from just the narrative of how crypto is going to change you know, everything we do in the world uh, to now talking more about the comic side and what Myth Division is doing. I mean, I I'm super bullish on what your project is doing and this is where it's like when I say I wait and listen and hear and then I make a decision like I know this is that's when I decide this is a good investment choice and it, after this interview like I had to go and grab a myth division access token because I'm super pumped for what you have planned man well thank you yeah I appreciate the support um, you know I just love the way that these artists are bringing these worlds to life so for me it's just kind of like a way for me to share that art with a handful of people and then make it actually do some cool shit because you have it you know yeah <laughs> well thanks again for coming on and thanks everyone for joining a lot of you have been here from the very beginning of this interview and it's so cool to see um, a lot of the community coming together I'm going to go ahead and take it to the outro this has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.